Hello and welcome to the Deshi Sportscast podcast, bringing to you the latest from the world of sport from India. Now, over to your hosts, from India, Abhishek, and from England, Barrett. Hello and welcome to the first ever Desi Sportscast. Um, my name is Bharat and it's my pleasure to introduce my co-host for the first ever episode, Adavi from Mumbai. Hello. Yeah, hi. How are you? I'm doing good. And also from Mumbai, Abhishek. Hi, Abhi. Hello, guys. How are How you? How are you? Good, good. I'm good. Right. The weather is fine in Mumbai. Oh. The summer has yet to come in Mumbai. <laughs> It, well, I'm looking out of uh, a window in Leicester and it's very, very foggy. And uh, after a really disappointing night, as everybody will get to know, I'm a big supporter of Leicester City, our Premier League club, and it wasn't a good night for us at all last night. So I didn't have the best of an evenings. But this is a good way to start Sunday morning, talking to you guys about what our passion is, which is Indian sport. And the idea behind this podcast, the first one, and we hope to do weekly uh, podcast is to talk about everything to do with Indian sport and what we'd like to do is get as many people involved as possible so I'll be sharing our email which is I'll share it at the end as well but it's desisportscast at gmail.com we'd like as many people as possible to mail us tell us about what they think about the show but more importantly ask us questions and if they want to come on to the show we'll be more than happy to have you on here to talk about your passion, comedy, athletic, shooting, whatever it is. We just want to talk about the fantastic things that are going on in Indian sports at the moment. I won't mind anyone spamming Bharat email regarding sportscast very soon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today what we're hoping to talk about is, um, well, it's basically a conversation. We'll do a little bit of introduction so you can start to get to know us all. And we're going to start off the first ever show by talking about one of the greatest victories in Indian sports recently, which is the Test Series win Australia down under. Yeah, I think yeah, it would be remiss of, us, remiss of us not to talk about it. I know we're in February and just about to start the home series against Australia, but mm. I think we do need to review that fantastic uh, series down under. So we'll do that. Then we will talk about um, the upcoming series what our thoughts are about the, some of the uh, players in the squad. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Ranji Trophy final that concluded recently, uh, followed by the Rani Trophy. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I know it's very much cricket-focused, but um, cricket is the leading sport in India, so we thought we'd start with the most favourite sport. So a little bit about me. As I've already said, I live in Leicester. Um, I work for the government. I'm very passionate about Indian sport and living in England, obviously, we don't get to see too much live sport unless India are visiting here. So that's where my passion comes from. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Badavi. Yeah, so I am living in Mumbai and uh, I'm a Bharatami member, the fan group of Indian cricket team. And I handle social media for them. So I follow cricket very closely, especially all Team India matches. And I'm a big fan of Indian cricket team. Okay, and how long have you been um, head of uh, social media? Uh, it's been a year now that I'm ma- managing their social media. Well, can I say somebody that follows Paradami social media, you're doing a fantastic job. And to be yeah, honest, till a couple of days ago, I wasn't aware that it was all down to your work. But mm-hmm. it is a fantastic uh, supports club. It's just grown and grown. And I think uh, it just shows the passion we have. And it's um, really good uh, to be part of the Paradami as well. Mm-hmm. And it was nice of them to name it after me as well. So it was... Uh, <laughs> it was very good. 
Abhishek, yeah. what about? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Also currently residing in Mumbai and working as a data analyst in Sports Interactive. It's a company, Sports Interactive, which uh, works around all, almost all the sports across the world. So, well, I always wanted to be a cricketer, but later turned out to be a journalist. Now, as a and now a data analyst, kind of a statistician stuff. Definitely, my job is to watch closely cricket, and it's my passion as well. And uh, the last season of India Indian cricket was something really riveting and extremely something which we barely get to experience. So your work is your passion. Not many people can say that. Yeah, definitely. But sometimes I do get complacent at my work, and I feel like okay, I'm doing it's like everyday kind of stuff, doing the same thing. I need a change. But after some time, when I watch some good close matches, good contests, then I'm all it's all back. And back believe, to my passion. So you're a stats person. You're a numbers and figures guy. Yeah, kind of. That is a skill, and you need to be passionate if you're going to get that much involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I believe you also did um, some stats for. One of the TV channels during the series? Yeah, I did uh, work for the Sony actually uh, during the India Australia series. Me and my senior we were working when he was not available. I had to go to in the middle of the series. I was there during uh, the third test, fourth test, and the last four years. And it was a brilliant experience working with people like Sunny Sir, Sunil Gavaskar Sir, Dominic Kaur, Michael Clark. I mean, the opinion they shared, I mean, the kind of. Uh, the way of thinking of a cricketer and how it, and you feel proud when your opinion and their, their way of thinking matches sometimes. It's really amazing and really, it was a first one of a kind experience for me. Wow. Previously, I've also worked with Geo uh, TV with Brian Lara and it was a, uh, I mean, very moment. And oh. I cannot explain it on these, oh. any words or all. Oh, wow. Sounds amazing because I know uh, listening and watching Test Cricket, you have the com- commentators up front, but they rely on you guys. Yeah. So yeah, I'll def- I'll definitely share my picture in the commentary box, sitting with Murli Tatik and Dawson. I'll oh, wow. definitely share with you guys. You definitely need to. Um, to see, yeah. It'll be good. Okay, let's talk about the big win down under. What's your review of the series? Before we went to Australia, um, yeah. I felt there was a bit of optimism, thinking that you know, if India was going to win down under, this was our best chance. But I thought that was a little bit unfair because they were basing that on the fact that Australia were missing a couple of, well, two players, really. I still felt Australia series was not a foregone conclusion. I didn't think we started as favourites, especially on their pitches, which we all know about. What was your feeling going into the series? Were you confident and did you think, yeah, we are the favourites? Yeah, I mean, we were the favourites because considering the same fact that there was absence of Steve Smith and David Warner. But before this series, India had played test series with South Africa and England, wherein we didn't win those test series, but then there were a lot of good performances from individuals or there were like close uh, matches which went on. So after those two series, somewhere India was seen as a very strong team led by Captain Kohli again. So when they came into Australia, yes, we were the favourites, but it wasn't easy, of course, because we were playing in their own conditions. So even if we were the favourites, we still had a lot of ch- uh, challenges to be faced there. Well, my reasoning for saying that I didn't think we were favourites is because I lived through the series here. I was confident before India played England that we were the number one team in the world and I thought we had a very yeah. good chance of beating England. didn't think the end scoreline of 4-1 uh, 
three mm-hmm. one was it? Yeah. I think the best chance. I think. You were confident before we played Australia that we were going to win. Ah, uh, you mean against Australia? Yeah. Yeah. I was confident, but I was also uh, keeping the fact that back in my mind, uh, Stark, Pat, uh, and other bowler, the bowlers, especially of the Australian bowlers, I knew the batting. Their batting is not up to the mark, but the bowlers can have some good impact, and that is that they won the second test. Well, that was my feeling when India came here. I thought we had the bowling attack to mm-hmm. beat England, mm-hmm. but obviously it didn't turn out like that. That's why I wasn't very confident of before we played um, Australia. So, how do you think the series went? Like starting with the batting, I think Pujara who was the top run scorer, and he he scored centuries in a couple of matches at a crucial stage. So he balanced that batting uh, properly and. Talking about bowling, yeah, we did have that good performances, but I remember one from Bumrah, uh, the six-wicket haul that he took in the third test. So that was one remarkable. Uh, in fact, Bumrah was highest wicket taker for us as well. So we had like good performances, and eventually, all these individual performances helped us win the series. Uh, yeah, we won the um, the test series. I mean, Pujara is our new wall. Mm-hmm. The yes. only little bit disappointed was that Prithvi Shaw got injured um, prior. Just before the series, I, yeah. I, I think it would have been fantastic to see him. He had a really good warm-up game. And also, it, the more brilliant debut series against West Indies at home. Yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah. What do you think won us the tour? Was it the bowling or the batting? So I think uh, overall, you're asking overall, like who Indian batting side? You thought the it was that, that, down to the um, our batting that I, we won the series. Yeah, the batting, the batting, Indian batting that helped us win the series. Uh, I think uh, everyone was expecting Kohli to go and bamboozle the Australian mm-hmm. side, but the way Pujara played was the change, the turning point because nobody was expecting Pujara to play as good as he played, and that actually shook the Australians and they were out of context how to take his wicket. And once you bring up something like shocking stuff, you have no idea what to do. That actually played a crucial factor in winning the series, which I believe. Also, the factor of like our bowling. Effort, our bo- the effort by our bowlers. I mean, there was not. Uh, I mean, one bowler is taking wickets every time. All the bowlers are taking wickets in every match. Sometimes Bumrah, sometimes the other bowlers, and that's what played in our way. I mean, the Australian bowling attack was then main bowling attack. I mean, there was nobody missing in that. When you talk about Pat Cummings, uh, Mitchell Stark, mm-hmm. Nathan Lyon, but like you said, they couldn't figure out how to um, Pujara's uh, wicket. I mean, he was the uh, mainstay of our batting. What do you think about the uh, Australian bowlers and why they struggled? Their bowling, according to me, was was really good because other than Pujara, they were very effective with the other batsmen. So there were times when Indian batting wasn't able to build a partnership. It was only Pujara uh, in those crucial moments where the Aussie bowlers couldn't take his wicket, and that's what benefited us. Wherein Pujara stood there, built up an inning, and you know passed that sessions out and helped us score. So won't say that they didn't bowl very well, but Again, I mean, there was there was a balance. Their bowlers were good. Other batsmen were not scoring. Pujara or even Rishabh Pant in the fourth test who hit a century. So there were this one or two batsmen who used to get set and score runs for us. And what did you think after they um, leveled this uh, series on the second one? Did you think um, this is going to go the way of the England series and the South Africa series that we start well, but Australia came back, but did you think yeah. we still had a chance? Yeah. Uh, because I didn't think um, we'd win. In Melbourne, the way we lost, it was very difficult to think that India would bounce back. But yeah, I mean, we do believe in 
team india has been playing such uh, sort of cricket in last this particular one or two years wherein we know how to t- turn the situation around even same thing with south africa wherein we had lost the series there but in the last match we gave our best and we showed that play we know to make a comeback so i still had that uh, strong feeling from inside as an indian cricket supporter that i know my team would be back but it was as a spectator overall that moment was a little difficult one to decide because we lost by a very big margin that time mm-hmm. and what do you think about the um, changes in the opening lineup and bringing um, bihari and uh, agarwal i was saying because that, that was a big decision i thought a good decision but a big decision mm. yeah i think that was a good decision it was surprising because when you've got our regular players who yeah. open and then to replace them halfway through the series mm. i thought it was a big call definitely yeah it was a very surprising i mean obviously when i said that i need to be educated right at the start i wasn't even familiar with those two do either of you know anything about those two and their background and how their yeah. form has been domestically yeah yeah hanuma has been effective in uh, domestic cricket in the uh, last couple of years and he is an experienced domestic player and he knew how to um, i mean uh, manage how to get out of the new ball and make it old for the coming players and all and uh, the fact that they, the uh, that pair worked because again they, it was another shocking thing for uh, another thing which shocked the australians because they were not expecting anything like that right. from captain kohli so i mean or uh, when it when a decision like this comes from a captain uh, uh, sometimes it gives the shock to the opponent and the captain and the opposition opposing captain goes clueless or if the captain is clever enough the opposing captain is clever enough then he fights back and come up with a different strategy but this time the opposing captain got clueless what to do exactly that is what favored the indians i would say and also coming back to the topic of why the australians should not give the wicket of pujara throughout the series uh, in their like they did get in the last tour because i think i was during the commentary gavaskar sir was saying that he uh, there is a slight change in his technique now he is defending the ball above earlier his natural way of defending the ball was below because of the subcontinental subcontinental and all now he was in australia he knew the ball will bounce a bit more than the usual so his back lift the lifting was a bit high that what i think favored pujara throughout the series and he was a brilliant player throughout the series Yeah, I mean, he averaged about seventy-four. I think it was. That's an. It's inc- a simple change in the technique, and he was the man of the series. Uh, quite deservedly, I think um, he he was the rock, and whatever term you want to say, the wall. I thought Coley's captaincy is. It, it it got a bit of criticism in England that he was very Plan A. There didn't seem to be Plan B. Like he was set in his ways. He wouldn't try anything different. But I thought he really did a fantastic job in Australia. I think. He's learning on the job, but he's learning really well, and I think his partnership with Ravi Shastri is bearing fruit. I think they're both a fantastic combination that want to win, play aggressively, and they're backing the young players and they're building a solid team. Especially, I mean, we are number one in the world for the past year, but I think uh, both of them need to take a lot of credit for that. Obviously, do you think uh, Kohli's improved as a captain? I- I do agree with you. Even not just Kohli being the very good captain, but even the thing that you said about Kohli and Ravi Shastri being a pair, wherein they together strategize and take this team forward. So 
I really liked his captaincy in this test series. And as you said, it is improving, it is growing because even he's getting a lot of good experiences now that he's playing outside. So it was a good one. It was a good captain. I know before you came oh. to England, there was a lot of talk about he's never <laughs> succeeded in England. He's never played yeah. well in England and he's <laughs> um, he's overcome that. So and, and he's done well down under. He I think he averaged about 39, 40 with the pressure of being Gawley. I mean, that's a pressure in itself, isn't it? Every time he walks out, everybody yeah. thinks, you know, he's going to get 40, 50, 100 uh, and play really well. So I think he's doing really well, keeping his batting world-class standard while being captain of India, which is, we know, it's not easy having a billion right. people plus. Um, well, their own opinions. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about Kohli's captaincy, Abhishek? Well, it has definitely improved, but I think uh, it's his captaincy and the number of matches he won is because, not only his captaincy, also because the players we are having inside the team, because they were also at some stage our captains and also the leading have led India in, in the absence of Kohli, like Rahane and Rohit. And one of the best examples is like when Rohit suggested Bumrah to bowl a slow one to Sean Marsh, slow yourself, which was a brilliant ball. I mean, that also comes to the fact. Remember when Dhoni was at his peak as a captain, especially uh, between 2008, 9, 10. In that period, he had Sachin and many other players as well, like Seva, Yuvraj. They were all experienced players, more than experienced in Dhoni, and they were all used to keep chirping in the ears of Dhoni with suggestions. And that also brings a lot to the table. If you have such experienced players, such experienced players who have already led in past or some time, that also matters a lot. Look at Rahane. We all know that Rahane is a very good captain tactically, although he is not going through a good form with bad, but he is tactically very strong. And definitely, uh, on one thing, I would uh, still criticize the Kohli. Definitely, he's improved a lot throughout the year as a captain, especially in overseas. But one thing I would criticize is that a captain, I mean, for any captain, it's important to get the best out of his, even the out, even from the out-of-form players. I think he's getting better from, on that department as well, but he needs to get more better so that we can win more matches. And, of course, we are hungry to win more. Just talking about experience and players, do you think we've seen the end of Ashwin in the test team? No, definitely not. Because Ashwin will all, I think he'll remain in the side for at least minimum couple of years more. Because this year will definitely because it's a home year for us. Any we'll have many home matches this year, and he'll def- and he again Ashwin is also very good tactical. Has got a very tactical mind. So a player like Ashwin we also need in the team because it brings a great balance to the team. He does not need to ask the captain what to do or what not to do. Because also remember we don't have Dhoni in the test team. Who used to suggest Bola what to do in the clueless situation? Yeah. But now Ashwin has he's so much experience that he knows what to do in such situation. We have a very experienced Bumrah. In just one year, he has been so much, he has become such an experienced bowler. Not just a Tinder, I mean, entire unit. Like a, such an experienced unit, they know what to do in such clueless situation. That's a big part in winning in the in our I mean in our victories throughout the year. You still feel, um, both of you feel that Ashwin is still our number Ashwin. one spinner, not Kuldeep? Yeah. yeah, in test we don't need Ashwin because not just as a, as uh, Abhishek mentioned that he brings his own insights to the game and he's one of the experienced spinners that we have right now. Uh, but also that he even is a good batsman. So you've seen him batting well as well uh, when Team India needed the most. So he plays a lot of roles like as a spinner, as 
as someone who gives his proper views on the match going on as well as a good batsman so for now we do need ashwin okay he can bat with tail that's very important yeah. as well yeah that's a different question i always think um <laughs> if our top 5 6 batsmen don't get the runs don't rely on the tail i i know um england I've gone down that route of having a very long batting order but there's a little bit of criticism yeah. for them playing too many all-rounders. But mm-hmm. I thought um I'll go along with you guys if you think that Ashwin still got a career a uh, couple of years for us in the national team because I thought Kuldeep uh, bowled really well. I think he's coming into his own as a test bowler in the spin department. In terms of pace, I think we've got the best pace attack we've ever had in terms of Bumrah, Ishan, Shami, uh, Umesh. I Bully. think Yeah, exactly. Um we've got a choice there now. Obviously, we usually go with 3, uh but we've got 5 or 6 definitely bowlers that can play in any conditions home and abroad. Also, there are a couple of bowlers I have been seeing watching in Ranji Trophy like Nasib Saini and Rajnish Gurbani. They have been doing extremely well. They are I think they are the future for Indian test because they bowl a very I mean they are a very good bowler for they are a test test cricket material primarily. They are a future in test. And who do they play for? Gurbani plays for Vidarbha and Navdeep Saini plays for Delhi. All right, okay. So young fast bowlers that we'll be able Definitely. to see and in the IPL no doubt. Uh, I doubt uh, although because Saini is uh, Saini is in the IPL but uh, Gurbani is yet to be picked in the in any of the IPL and right. uh, maybe because of he is a primarily first class bowler. Also uh, remember one thing I that's my opinion I mean that's my view of seeing things actually let me say If you remember, if you see all the fast bowlers of current fast bowlers of India, or even the any successful fast bowlers of India of the past, you notice that all of the previous successful fast bowlers were fast tracked from the domestic to international. Mm. Take it, Umra, Shami, Umesh, Bhuvi, all of them were they were hand picked. They did not had very good first class record, but they were they had the potential. That is why they were fast tracked to the test level and they did immensely well. and i think that's what again selectors to think on for the future fast bowlers of india mm, yeah absolutely we've got a good india are in a really good place i mean like you say in terms of fast bowling the young batsmen the test team is looking very very good and i i thought i don't know what you think but i think the win in australia has been our best series win definitely definitely yeah. and it was a pleasure watching uh but the, The last thing I want to talk about in terms of um the series in Australia is the support. I don't know what you guys I mean we are the best supported team in the world. I mean it shows and but there's one little bit that I want to share with you that sums up in my opinion. I don't know if you can hear this. Uh, I'll play this. Can you guys hear this? Can you hear that? Oh, no. It's the uh, Rishabh Pant song. The babysitter song. Yeah, the babysitter song. Oh. Yeah, which was by Bharatami. That uh, just went viral. Everybody was, um, it was one of the highlights of the uh, tour in terms of uh, thinking very quickly straight after the photograph. and uh, mm-hmm. making that song up but the, i thought the support was incredible in all the games yeah. it, the, the yeah yeah truly like i know just the days uh, which were like the main days of play but even when the match was about to draw whatever like whatever the condition was even if half of the day was being played 
there was rain and everything the support was there for team india throughout that was something very commendable and it seems to be all over the world i don't know um how do you look at it living in india when you see this kind of passion and support no matter where india play abroad how does it come across it really feels great to watch it. it we don't really feel that you know the match is going on somewhere out we have the feeling it's not melbourne it's mumbai only the same sort of chants the people shouting cheering everything only the weather is better i guess yeah <laughs> weather is definitely better <laughs> back home true. yeah um <laughs> but, um you've got to give it to, i mean it's, it, it is the ethos of the bharat army that win lose or draw uh, will always back india and it really yeah. comes across i know they made a concerted effort to build that um because obviously the following is massive here in the uk because it was founded in uh, the uk yeah, but they uh, rakesh and the team really put a lot of effort in building that um, supporters group up in Australia. And I think it showed the mm-hmm. free flags taking part in um, that pink test match. I thought they did a fabulous job. Also, before moving on to the other topic, I would like to add a few more things about the series. Like the, throughout the series, I noticed uh, uh, one thing about the DRS stuff. Like I remember a couple of years back when India started taking DRS seriously from the England home. From the home England series in 2016, India were not. I don't think that at that time India were good in taking the DRS at any situation. But now, throughout the series, I noticed India were very good in taking DRS, especially in the bowling department. Throughout the series, there were 24 DRS taken from either side, 12 by Australians and 12 by Indians. And uh, out of those, uh, in the in the batting DRS, India were India was the successful overall with. Uh, Five successful DRS from 12, and Australians had only one successful out of 12. But from the batting part, like uh, the batting DRS which batsmen face, India had four successful DRS out of five. I mean, which I remember few months back or a couple of years back, if you notice, Indian batsmen used to take DRS uh, without even thinking or without even discussing. Yeah, that's, that's actually DRS, a massive yeah. change because now they do think. Even uh, while while they're fielding, uh, earlier it used to be cap, uh, Virat Kohli directly appealing, like giving it for DRS. But now they do take a thought over it, and very rarely they actually make a decision to go upstairs. Right. How much do you also, think that's down to Ravi Shastri? Because obviously he was in the commentators box for a long time. Do you think that's quite a bit to do with him? Bringing his experience into uh, using DRS in the right way at the right time. This very situation, like on ground directly, the captain has to think and the bowlers have to talk about it. So with the batsmen, yeah, it can be that Shastri has a say uh, when they are practicing and how to take it, when that level of surety and all that. But while fielding, I think it's totally the bowler, the wicketkeeper, and the captain has to make the call on the, directly on the. Uh, but uh, I think uh, it's, uh, it's over the period of time, uh, the Indian batsmen, I mean, all the Indian entire unit has improved in terms of taking DRS, especially the batsmen. Uh, also, it's also important of who is at the non-striker end and who is giving the suggestion, how good is he in analyzing whether you should, uh, whether the batsman should take the DRS or not, especially in terms of LBW, because in terms of God behind the batsman, I think, knows whether to take it or not. Brilliant. I thought that it was a little bit. I couldn't understand why we didn't adapt DRS from the start, but that was a fantastic stat. I wasn't aware of that stat, actually, Abhishek. <laughs> um, that's what your job is. But that's really good well, to I know. had to add something. Yeah. Well, that half an hour has gone really quickly, and I think uh, we're 
all of us are due for a very quick innings break uh, before we move on to our next topic. So let's just have a quick break. So we're back. We've had a little break, and we're back for the um, mm-hmm. second half of the show. You're with uh, Abhishek Badavi from the Bharat Army and myself, Bharat. We had a really good conversation about our fantastic victory in Australia. But now we've got the Australians at home for a short tour, a couple of T20s, and three ODIs? Five ODIs. Five ODIs. Yeah. That's why you're correcting me. See, this is what Five it's all about. Yes, of course. Yes, um, in a couple of hours. And both of you will be obviously glued for various reasons, uh, for social media and for stats. So make sure those tweets are up to date because um, in England, unfortunately, it's not being televised. I think it's on Hotstar or something. So it's really disappointing. So I'll be following you both. So keep me updated in terms of... Yes, definitely. uh, What do you think of the... um, the, Well, the T20, I think it's... um, Secondary, I think it's the ODIs that are the important ones. Do you think that's fair? That you know the results of the T20s are not that because of, it is World Cup year. Let's you know yeah, say it's a big year. Focus is on yeah. So focus is on all five ODIs and T20s. Uh, just a couple of them, but again, there also uh, we have the many regular players playing. So those two will be important uh, but majorly the five ODIs which are just before the World Cup the last uh, home series that we have ODI series that we have before the World Cup so that will be the most important thing for us right now also India cannot uh, even if, you, uh, if we are focusing more on ODIs but we cannot afford to lose the T20 series especially to this Australian side yeah why, why, why do you say that? because if, if we I mean Indian fans are crazy and Indian fans will not like India losing a T20I series against this Australian side, which has, I mean, already quite down with their confidence and uh, that too at home. I don't think they'll like. And we have a very good uh, record against uh, Aussie when it comes to T20s. So, it's usually seen that India has won more T20s than Aussie. So, we would definitely not let them take this away from us. So, we wouldn't want to win this. I'll add on a quote here. That in last 10 completed international matches at Vizag, India have won 9 out of 9 of them. So don't worry, India will win today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're so optimistic and confident, I like that. I'm always uh, half, when it comes to, well, I think that comes from me following Leicester City because we can never ever go into a game thinking we're going, so I think it comes from that, that I'm not the most uh, optimistic person, always uh, fear the worst, but I hope for the best. In T20 rankings, we are number two behind Pakistan. Um, Australia, number five, I think. So if you go by the rankings and if you look at them, we should beat them. But I, I was looking at these couple of T20 games as like warm-up games for the 1Ds. But you obviously think that we need to take them seriously and uh, a win is really important. Where Whereas I think, you know, it's a T20 game. It's not a T20 World Cup year. I think it's uh, more for the players to get their eye in before the one day is. But you think um, they're important and we should uh, take them seriously. Well, they will take them seriously. Let's not mess about. But I'm I'm not too bothered about those results. Are you? I think I am. Being an Indian fan, I want them to win this. Anything against Aussie Australia is something like we Indian fans want to win it. I can think of another team that 
no matter what we have to win, but I'm not going to mention that team. <laughs> what do you think about the squad? More about the uh, ODI squad. How close do you think that is to the final 15? Because you've got Rohit, Shekhar. I think they're certainties. The as... Yeah, they would be there. I, I was a little surprised with Dinesh Karthik not being a part of this ODI squad. I like him as a player, but why would you have two wicketkeepers in your team? Why not play a proper batsman instead? Or do you class him as a batsman first, wicketkeeper second? He's a good finisher. He's proven with time. Like There were a lot of situations where he had to finish the game and he's done well as a finisher too. So I think his place was, and uh, like even considering the fact that he was a part of uh, the previous series wherein they did consider him for the World Cup. So suddenly one series before the World Cup and he's missing. So that was a little surprise. Also, I mean, with due respect to Rishabh Pant, yeah. I find Karthik a better wicketkeeper than Pant in the side. Definitely, there's no comparison to Dhoni here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Dhoni is a nailed-on uh, wicketkeeper for us. But um, mm-hmm. I like Rishabh's um, attacking as a batsman, and, and obviously, yeah. age is on his side as well. We, we, uh, that's, I mean, Dhoni is probably well; it will be his last World Cup. We don't know how many more years he's going mm-hmm. to play for the national team. But I think Bunt uh, is in this. He's not. It's it's sort of in the Dhoni mold, you know, aggressive player. Obviously, he's still learning. He's still young. And I think Karthik is... Yeah, I know he's a good finisher. But looking at the future, Experience I think... Experience as well. Yeah, yeah. So, how... I mean, the only one missing, obviously, is because he's injured. Is Pandya, would you say? Mm-hmm. But apart from that, do you think that's a really strong team? Or apart from uh, Karthik, you're not surprised with the um, other players? No, I think the rest of them are same, like, what we are looking for the World Cup, like the probables. Little uh, unsure about the bowling when it comes to Siddharth call, like there were a lot of people discussing who one other bowler can be. So there's like Vijay Shankar, there's Siddharth Call. So these names are something which are still confusing and that is the reason I think we have this five wood guys wherein we can see who's a better player and then take a decision. Well I would say we haven't still yet gotten rid of the middle order issue. And that is the biggest concern of this Indian ODI side, I would say. And also, one we must not forget that uh, we, every, uh, almost every fan or and every expert around the globe is expecting a, a run-paced contest throughout the World Cup because of the England, because of the kind of pitches England has been preparing post 2015 World Cup. But I think if you notice, the Champions Trophy was totally different in the in all the bilateral series. There there have there were pitches. Which is batting friendly, but in the multi-team tournament, the pitches were not batting as as batting friendly as it were in the bilateral series. So I'm not expecting that kind of pitches in this World Cup. Well, the pitches. So I mean, it's ICC. I think have control of the pitches, don't they? It's not uh, the ECB. It'll be the ICC yeah. that will be looking. So it'll be uh, a little bit more and neutral. Think, yeah, and I think that is why the Champions Trophy tournament was looked much better because. There was a very good contest of bat and ball throughout the tournament. There was no batting run test. So. Well, if uh, we have the summer we did last year, then it'll be a, definitely a, a batsman's paradise. It was very, very hot here for a long time, which we're not used to here. So if we have that similar summer, I think it'll be advantage India in that sense because they'll be used to that sort of conditions and that sort of pitches. But 
the World Cup is still to come. We've got a lot more cricket in between, obviously. But I'm looking forward to the um, ODI series. I think it'll give us a, a good inkling of uh, who the players will be. I think the 15, I don't think they'll, apart from Pandya, I can't see anybody else um, missing that has got a chance. I mean, we'll see how the IPL goes, if any player shines that might sneak in at the end. But I think the players that we'll see against Australia will probably be the majority that will be in the squad for the World Cup. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Although I know, Valerie, you've, you've picked your World Cup 15, haven't you? Yeah, I did pick it for the marathon. So we'll talk about that in a future program when we get closer to, especially so when the squad is, uh, squad is picked. We'll see how, if you've got inside <laughs> okay, information. Was, yeah. So that'll be good. We'll, we'll talk about that nearer the time. Um, yeah, yeah, so what's yeah. your prediction for the, uh, let's have a prediction. For the ODI series, what do you think? 4-1, India wins. Wow. <laughs> Same year, Badri. So you think... Although we... I want 5-0. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, All right. I, there can be one match which they take away from us, I feel. I would obviously would like a 5-0, but practically thinking I'll go with 4-1. All right. Well, I wrote it down. I'm going to hold both of you to that. Uh, that's a big prediction for one, but it's not unrealistic. India are capable of doing that. Um, yes. But never uh, never underestimate the Australians. I mean, especially after the loss in the Border Gavaskar Trophy, I think they'll be here a lot more determined. And obviously, they're preparing for the World Cup as well. So they'll have uh, a proper Australian uh, cricket face on. So it'll be a really good series. And I'm sure you guys they will. Do, but they do have one series against Pakistan before the World Cup. So yeah, oh, yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So they'll yeah, have For that. us, it's like a last call. But for them, yeah. they still have one series to figure out a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. But the other issue that we need to talk about in a future program is whether the Indian squad or the majority of the Indian squad should play all of the IPL. Or there are talk of restricting them to a certain number of matches. Uh, but we'll talk about that in another episode when we talk about the World Cup a bit more. Be really good if you can yep. give us a bit of um, a review of the domestic season that just finished in terms of uh, with Arba mm. retained uh, the Ranji Trophy and yeah, then yeah. the Irani Trophy. Definitely. Well, uh, I was really looking forward to the new teams who were coming to this Ranji season, and it was interesting to see see the way they performed. And uh, I'm expecting some. Uh, uh, I mean. Some of the couple of teams might get uh, in, uh, in the couple of teams might get promotion to the elite group or any other above uh, better groups. Also, the interesting fact uh, the Ranji was that Vidarbha proved it that it was not the fluke last year. They did it again and they did it in a fashion I mean, in a brilliant way actually. And but I was disappointed with the squad of Irani Cup, which is usually picked, uh, especially the rest of India squad. For the Irani Cup, which is usually picked from the best from the Ranji season, and why I was upset because there was no players from the plate group, and uh, all the table toppers were from the plate group, like Ashutosh Shaman who picked 68 wickets throughout the season. He broke the record of Dishan Singh Daily of taking most wickets in a Ranji season. I mean, irrespective of the kind of opponents they faced throughout the uh, Ranji season, at least a player like uh, any player from the plate group should have been. Included in the rest of the India squad, and it would have also given the boost to the all the great team that if they perform well, they'll get in the rest of India squad in the Irani Cup. It also increases their confidence, motivates them, and I, I was really disappointed with that. So you thought, um, who who pick, is it? The BCI? It must be the BCCI who picks this team. Yeah, yeah. yeah BCCI picks uh, the rest of India squad. 
so some of the players, I mean, they are. I mean, I'm not too familiar with uh, the wicketkeeper, Kishan, Krishna Park. Yeah, Sean Kishan obviously is an IPL player, but I don't know how um, he's been in the no, Ranji he's Trophy. A good he's a good player, actually. And then there was uh, Anmol Preet Singh. Um, yeah, but uh, you know what? Uh, Anmol Preet had only one century and a couple of 50s throughout the Ranji season. And he was picked in the rest of India, which was quite surprising. Uh, and I think he was selected on the base of his previous season form. Because in the last season, he was in good form. But what's the point of selecting a player for this Iranic Cup based on the previous season form? Yeah. I don't think it's the right decision. And what about the bowling? You, you don't think uh, yeah. Ankit Rajkot uh, or Tanveer or... They were all good, but I think a player like Ashutosh Aman deserves a place in the rest of India squad. Because he was the leading wicket taker of throughout the Ranji season. His average was in about 6 point something. Economy of 1.3. I mean, he took 68 wickets at an average of 6 point something. Can you imagine that in a first class tournament? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really a very high achievement to have for a bowler. I mean, for a new coming, new upcoming bowler. And uh, if he was given a place in the rest of India squad, he would have, maybe, I mean, he should have been picked in the squad. That's my say, actually. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at the. Um, so well. uh, I was just looking at the Vidarbha side. There's no big names there, is there? I yeah, mean, because it's a uh, the, it's a team game. I mean, they play very well as a team. They don't need big names. Although Fayaz Fazal and Wasim Jafar are one of the biggest names of the Ranji Trophy. Fayaz Fazal is the captain, and uh, Wasim Jafar, mm-hmm. the veteran Ranji, the, basically the domestic legend of India. He's been playing forever, hasn't he, Wasim Jafar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Since I remember, he's he's, and he's always near the top of the uh, averages at the end of the uh, Ranji Trophy season. Yeah, yeah, he's the top run getter on Ranji Trophy. He's the top run scorer in Irani Cup history. He's like everywhere. But I was just there's no current Indian players. I mean, obviously uh, in the final in the Ranji Trophy, Sarasha had Pujara, yeah. and uh, but there's no nobody. There's I know we said Wasim Jaffa, but in terms of uh, the current Indian, there's nobody even. In yeah, Rahane was leading the rest of India side. Yeah. Okay. He uh, was the captain of rest of India. And uh, it was a tricky decision of Rahane to declare uh, I mean, uh, uh, in the third innings and giving the target of 279-280. Because it was a, it's a tricky target in a test match. A target like 280-300, it's very tricky. I mean, it can uh, create, I mean, it, it can, the, the opposing team will think like it, it is a chaseable thing, let's do it. And in that way, they can end up losing. But I think... That's what Rahane tried, and uh, but uh, Vidarbha ended up chasing it brilliantly. Mm. So it was not a wrong decision, I would say. It was just a tricky decision. He tried to trick the opposing team, but he couldn't because they played it much better. But still, another trophy for Vidarbha. Yeah, another back to back. Very good, very good. So overall, really good Ranji Trophy season. Definitely. Apart from a couple of choices, a good Irani Trophy as well. Yeah, it was a good one actually. Fantastic. We're nearly at the end of the show, but we can't not talk about the Indian women's first ODI win. What a win. So what a match. Like, first of all, a low-scoring game and it's a very tricky one. I love low-scoring thrillers. I love yeah. games like this. I don't like high-scoring games. I like low-scoring thrillers. But what do you think? I mean, did that really reinforce... Why did Mitali Raj not play in that semi-final? Um, what, a, what a player. Definitely. But I think uh, her strike rate was not up to the mark. I mean, apart from the controversy, 
besides controversy all that what happened i would say her strike rate was not up to the mark as for the t20i standards and uh, i think it's time we should move on from that topic it's been done and dusted i guess it still niggles me and we had a good chance in that <laughs> we still had a, i thought we had a really good chance and really good team that were on form but yeah let's drop it no we had a really fantastic win in the... i was really impressed by the shikha pant shikha pant who was she was bowling regularly in swing i mean it was really good bowling by shikha pant i think that triggered the indian bowlers and even ekta was that one over where she took those three wickets that that uh, just closely yes. it closed the game easily for us i read about that yeah yeah sanit yeah. um... it's the beast the surname of beast beast yeah <laughs> beast yeah and jemima rodriguez goes from strength to strength yeah yeah she's getting better day by day yeah i think the indian women have uh, in the last 2 3 years have progressed incredibly definitely yeah right But one thing i did not like was there was no promotional stuff for this series because i did not knew that there was such kind of series going to happen i mean i was i mean at least something should have been done to uh, for the fans or for the viewers to let Even to make the them updates, aware that's like Yeah, like exactly. I follow Twitter, the updates on Twitter very closely, and it's very disheartening to see that only one tweet comes for them from the BCCI at the end of the match. Whereas when there's a men's game going on, like you need, you need, you need to be updated as a fan. You need a lot of okay. updates so that you follow the game. It's really disheartening. We we really need to improve. I thought what New Zealand did was fantastic. Have um, had the women's game first, followed by the men's game. Yeah. I think we should do something yeah. like that in India. Um it certainly improves profile and the team is good enough that it deserves that uh, sort of deserve. that level of And there uh, are even a lot of people started who started following women's cricket. So when we have even a little crowd is following it so we these people need to be updated with a lot of things. Definitely. Well, believe it or not that's 50 minutes gone and it doesn't feel like 50 minutes it probably does to you guys yeah. but it doesn't for me uh it's been an uh, absolute fantastic I like first yeah, show actually good chat all, all about cricket the thing that we love the most <laughs> it, uh, we are aiming to broaden the range of sports that we feature talk about i have to mention uh apurvi chandela hope i pronounce it right who won a gold medal in uh, the world cup the other day yes. 10 meter air rifle just showing how much india is progressing in sports all sports i think um we are slowly becoming a sporting nation but yeah. she's a very very good example of um india winning again and being the best in the world but i really appreciate your time today really fantastic it's been a fantastic talk i've really enjoyed it and You've educated me, which is the whole purpose of this podcast. There's no other reason for doing this but well, to improve my knowledge of Indian. Well, it looks like a very intelligent way of educating yourself, Bharat. <laughs> When you want to get educated, you launch a podcast. That's a really intelligent. No, thing. no, I want to get to your, <laughs> your both of your levels of knowledge. Um, I've got the That's passion, true. but I need the knowledge now. So this is what you're doing. So absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you so Bye. much for having us. It was great talking to you. Yeah, yeah thanks thank you so much bada thank you so much bada you have just listened to the deshi sportscast with your hosts abhi shake and barrett to ensure you never miss a show don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and please rate and leave a review it's very much appreciated thank you thank you